It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Is off track with Hinch and Rossi. All right, guys, what's up? Um, to maybe your pleasure or displeasure, I decided to join one of these interview series episodes. Uh, so here How we are. How many of these have we actually done with both of us on? Not many, not many. I no. Yet at the same um, time, too many. But mm. I wanted to join this one because I wanted to talk to this guest about one topic in particular. And oh, I just want to know how he was able to keep a secret from the IndyCar media and the IndyCar paddock. Because when your announcement, Pietro Fittipaldi at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan um, came out, I think everyone was stunned. And that is so hard to do in this day and age. I just, I want to know the ins and outs of how you guys did that. And first and foremost, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. (laughs) No, thank you. I'm happy to, to be on here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm currently at the team. I just got back to Indianapolis. I'll spend the holidays in, in North Carolina with my family and, uh, now I'm officially moved in into Indy. Um, so I'm going to be here. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the whole season. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to be racing, uh, full-time in IndyCar. It's something I've, you know, been dreaming of doing for a really long time. And I've known Bobby over the years and I've always, uh, kept in touch, you know, every, you know, every year, you know, once in a while, I always give him a call, see how things are going. And, um, we always kept that, um, uh, connection and, um, and, and it kind of went from there. Uh, I spoke to Bobby, there, there was an opportunity and, um, we, you know, we made it happen. How we kept it secret for so long. I don't know. I mean, I, I do a lot of the things, you know, uh, myself just with, you know, my dad and even with my brother, how we do things is just me, my dad and, and my brother. And, uh, I guess Bobby kept it, you know, to himself and just the team as well. And then, uh, yeah, now we we made the the announcement, um, but yeah, it was something that we were working on for uh, for a few months, and uh, I'm super happy uh, uh, it happened. Yeah, it's yeah, funny because sure. I say on, on this show when the announcement came out, Alex and I were like, "What the hell, man? How did how did we not know that was coming? How did we not see that?" And it was even worse because I had seen you like three days before at an F1 race. We chatted for a while, and you let nothing slip. You didn't even hint at it. I was very impressed. Slash offended. Honestly, it's... Slash offended. Man, yeah. but the thing is, like, 
there's so many things happening that sometimes you even like when we're traveling so much with F1 and it's one race after another that um, you're so focused, like I'm focused on one thing, then I go to another race weekend and it's like so much back to back stuff that maybe even then I wasn't even, you know, thinking about it at the time because there's just so much going on. And that I did have uh, an opportunity as well. You know, I was very close to um, going and racing a World Endurance Championship with uh, with Team Jota. Actually, there was a, an opportunity there, which would have been great to race with their, um, the Hertz Team Jota program with the Porsche and LMDH. And uh, we had a great season in WEC last year as well. So there was that opportunity. Brady. There. Yeah. Um, but at the end, you know, IndyCar was something that I've, I've always wanted to do full time. I've been trying for, for so many years. You guys know how difficult it is you know, to land the first full time ride. And uh, when the opportunity came along and everything came together, I was like, you know, I had these two things on the table and I was like, I, I got to go and, you know, give IndyCar a, like a proper shot. Cause the other times we're always doing like partial programs and stuff. And um, I needed to, you know, do it full time. So I, I, before we get into, you know, 2024 and IndyCar, I want to take a few steps back. So you kind of, obviously you're Brazilian, but you were born in, in, in Miami. Um, but you went kind of the European route with your racing career and got all the way to the point where, um, you know, you were an, you were an F1 reserve driver and then you actually got the opportunity, you know, after we all know what, what happened to Roman and thankfully, you know, he got out of that incident in Bahrain, but you you filled in for him the following weekend or week maybe two weeks later or whatever like walk us through that process right because i i've been a reserve driver i know what it's like to kind of spend the majority of your year at when you're kind of in the f1 role of just drinking cappuccinos and playing on your phone because you have literally nothing else to do and then finally you take that transition after sitting through all those debriefs and meetings and, and everything and knowing that the people around you, you finally get the opportunity to be that guy. Like walk us through what those kind of like that week was like, um, for, for you. Yeah. So, so that year was, uh, it was, you know, a weird year because it was the COVID year. So it was 2020. Um, you know, I was supposed to be racing super formula, uh, at the time and I had signed to race super formula. So I was going to do the reserve driver, uh, with Haas and then race super formal, but because of COVID, you know, everything in Japan stopped. There was no travel anymore, no, uh, you know, uh, foreigners being able to come into the country. So that program, uh, didn't continue. Usually when in the off season is the longest time you stay without driving a race car. I'd say maybe within the car, maybe it's a bit longer. Let's say it's like two to three months max. That's the maximum amount of time I've ever stayed without driving a race car. And because I wasn't racing super formula that year, I was basically stopped. And I got that F1 opportunity and I hadn't driven a race car in nine months. I was partying <laughs> stuff, but I hadn't driven a race car in nine months. And um, I remember- Did you been on a sim at all or anything? Yeah, you were doing the sim stuff, but you yeah. know, sim no, it's not the same. Yeah, it's so good whenever you get some of the references, but if you haven't been driving a car for nine months, like it's, it's a long time. And um, I remember, you know, when the accident happened, we still didn't know how Roman was. Uh, I went to sleep that Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, I woke up and I was actually like in the toilet and just waking up in the morning and uh, I got a message from Gunther. He's like, I need you to come to the, the hospitality. And I'm like, all right, it's either going to be something good or something bad. And uh, I arrived there and he had these, you know, papers on the table and he, and he tells me, he's like, uh, uh, Pietro, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, I mean, for sure I'm ready. What do you mean? He's like, no, you have to say you're born ready. And I'm like, all right, Gunther, I'm, I'm born ready. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, all right, 
Gary, you're going to be filling in for Roman for the next two races. I spoke to him and he's happy to put you in the car as well. And uh, I and that was on the Monday and that weekend was the race. So I had, you know, four or five days to prepare, which is better than getting a call up like on the Friday or something. You know, right. you have days to get everything ready. Um, and, you know, the first thing was just getting comfortable with the car initially because I've been so long since I haven't driven a car even going out like the vibrations you feel in the race car that feels so weird when you've been sitting out you know for for so long um but you know you have three practice sessions and it's just like riding a bicycle you you, you get up to speed uh naturally you know after one session you're you're ready up to speed and did two race weekends there and you know we performed with the was especially in Abu Dhabi the, the final race weekend and just that whole atmosphere of being an f1 it's so difficult to to get to race in formula one just being there um something yeah i'll, I'll never forget just standing on on the grid while they're doing the national anthem and they put your name and on a plate with your number and i'm looking down and there's a bit of paul the number 51 and i'm looking around and there's like sebastian vettel lewis hamilton Kimi raikkonen and i'm like you like i'm racing with these guys it's, it's a pretty cool feeling and i remember i was racing uh and, you know, racing Kimi pretty hard throughout the race. And uh, I just remember it's like in the middle of the race, we're doing that Bahrain track, which is kind of weirder, like an oval. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a long time to think, you know, on the streets. And I'm like, I'm racing Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, it's, well, a, it's a yeah. Don't worry, you won't have any of those moments next year because you'll be saying, huh, that's just Alex Rossi or that's just, you know, Will Power. It's no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, well, he's that, already raced us. So. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. He's already been there and done that. You've done a bunch of IndyCar races. Like you say, never a full season. Um, you've done some oval racing, but you know, heading into 2024, like what, what's the, what's the part of it that's kind of the most daunting for you? You, you just explained a story that's pretty much the biggest challenge a driver can have nine months out of the car and then four days to prepare for your first ever Grand Prix. Luckily you've got a full off season to prepare. I know you've already done some testing. You've already been in the car, you know, some of these tracks, but, uh, but what about 2024 are you kind of like not most worried about, but kind of working the hardest on? Yes. I think um, the most difficult is that testing is limited, right? For everybody. Um, the times I raced in IndyCar was 2018 and 2021. And I did, a, I believe it was eight races, and I'm on the limit of being considered a rookie or not. And I, I wasn't, you know, it's a very black and white rule. So I wasn't uh, allowed to, to be a rookie. When you're a rookie, you get those extra tests, you get that new set of tire in the race weekend. So unfortunately, you know, I won't have that. And coming from, you know, racing in the US initially, I was doing NASCAR racing, then I went to Europe uh, to race open wheel. I don't know many of the tracks here in the US. So that's going to be um something that's just you know going to especially like the street circuits and stuff um i think with limited time in the car we have another just two days of testing before the first race that's going to be the most difficult just getting up to speed and um learning the new tracks as fast as possible especially the street circuits um and just having that limited testing uh and mileage in the car uh i think that's going to be the, the hardest part of it just being able to get up to speed as fast as possible and like maximize, especially like the first couple of race weekends. How yeah, much time have you been sure. able to spend with, uh, with Graham and Christian so far and kind of start building those relationships? Um, so Christian a little bit here in, uh, in, uh, it was in December. I'll spend some time here to set up my apartment in Indy. Um, Graham was, uh, I believe in California. Um, and I, I just got back yesterday. So 
not, not so much time, but I'm sure everybody's going to be back here uh, this this week. So you said um, you just found a place here in Indy. So you're going to be living in Indy. You're you're making the the transplant, the move, huh? Full time. Yeah, full, full move. I moved. Uh, we did the move already in December. I came up with my dad and my sister, and um, they helped me set up the apartment. So yeah, I'm uh, full time here. So, so speaking of your, your dad, um, and your family, so there was a period of time where Enzo looked like he potentially, I mean, it was rumored that he might be doing IndyCar racing. Would that be the first time? I mean, it's, it's at this point, doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but have you guys raced against each other in the same championship before? Has that no, happened? Never, no? Because we're five years apart. So right. even on card, even stuff, I was always, uh, you know, one category above him. Um, and so we've never, you know, raced together. So that's something that, I mean, it's a dream, uh, because ever since I went to go race in Europe, the first couple of years, I was in the UK on my own or when my brother went to go race, um, uh, we were, we lived together, uh, in Italy for three years and then in Czech Republic for a year and then last year in the UK. So we've always been together and we're super competitive. Like we do a lot of virtual racing and stuff on the sim. So. Um, we race each other, you know, a lot on that and, uh, to race them in real life. I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. For sure. Who would win? I would win. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Is Ray Hall a good fit then for you coming from like a racing family to go to another racing family where you have the Bobby and, and Graham dynamic and then you, I mean, it'd be hard to throw a stick and not hit a driver at a family reunion with you guys, right? <laughs> like, and I, I, I think that's, uh, I think it's good because um, I think Graham, you know, he comes from the same position coming from like a racing family and 
um, you know, all those questions of like all these people ask all the expectations and stuff. Like uh, you come from a championship winning family, you know, you feel that pressure and, and things like that. And uh, I think they, he, he understands it and uh, he's lived with it like his whole life. So um, uh, it's like things that uh, there's a lot of similarities uh, between us, I feel. Now, some people might not know that, yes, the, anyone with the last name Fittipaldi's probably driven something, but there's someone else that's married into your family that's very close to the IndyCar community. I'm not sure how many people know that Max Pappas is related to you. And uh, I'm just wondering how we're going to deal with the very clear bias that's going to be involved when he's making judgment calls mm-hmm. on his nephew's driving standards. This when is what I want to know. Young Pietro feeds someone a wheel. Like, how's that going to work? <laughs> oh, it's weird. I, camera was off. We, oh, it's, yeah, it went fuzzy. I'm not sure what happened there. Network connection is weird these days. <laughs> I had that conversation with Max over Christmas dinner. and said, listen, you know, how's it going to work? And he says, listen, I, I wouldn't think twice about giving you a drive through. If you do something wrong, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you in. And uh, I thought I was going to get some, you know, some leeway and stuff, but he's like, not a chance. But obviously people, people think that like, yeah, it's my uncle, you know, if there's a situation that it's 50-50, what would he, would he go? Um, but I think he said it, the car, they did a, they, they made a rule where he won't judge uh, my incidents or something like that. There's some, yeah, some rule I've, that I've I read heard that. something like that. Yeah. And they, yeah, I heard that. because Ari's had some, is, uh, it, it's, it's something they've done with Ari and Renus. So, yeah. know, so there, there's no. is that BS or does that actually? No, because there's three of them, right? So okay. they, they, I Although believe. I have seen Renus do some stuff that definitely deserved a penalty that he didn't get, but he's yeah, but not alone in that one. So who it's hasn't? Who hasn't? So this is comforting. <laughs> yeah. That means you don't have to worry about getting him a good gift next year for Christmas or anything. Like it's not going to, you know, you don't have to worry about but, it. But, you know, yeah. it could go the other way though, right? I mean, sometimes when you hear stories about like kids whose dads coach dads the sports team, whatever. Yeah they're actually harder on their kids. So like, that's, that's the flip side of this is Max could actually like be, want to go so far against, you know, being he accused of any kind of bias. Like, well, listen, I do give them penalties and he ends up getting, yeah. getting goals. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I, guess. Uh, I can speak from it. Let me give you a little tip um, before you, before you get involved in your first full season there, when it comes to things that Max does and doesn't like, um, he is not a huge fan of you flipping other drivers off. I know that from experience. So he also doesn't they, like they me for that. Well, here's the thing. This is a funny story, right? So I had been busted, given the driver a middle finger. They happened to be it? on my onboard. Uh, it was Max driving. Chilton. Uh, oh, and <laughs> it was at mid Ohio. And it wasn't the first time, but they like the, the track, big screens had been on my onboard right so like everybody it just happened everybody saw it and then of course it was all over twitter and like indycar reposted it and all this stuff right because they love a little drama and fair enough so max comes up to me and he's like man you just you can't do that like next time we'll have to find you blah 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 blah, all this stuff and i was just like max indycar literally reposted it Oh. You guys cannot claim that that's you hate this stuff happened and then that's repost it. Because that's so against his persona. Like he's that type of guy that would do something like that too. I don't know if someone told him well, to go see Exactly. Something. Exactly. So I actually scoured the internet for pictures of him doing it. Um, I couldn't find one, but I did find that famous shot of Greg Moore giving Montoya the bird uh, at Homestead. And I sent it to him in a text and I was like, come on, 
Greg's both of our boy, and this is this is where I learned how to do it. He's like, fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to tell him to go tell me because that's so on of his, uh, you know, he's very uh, casual with that. With that stuff. What's also weird is when you get on the radio and yell that race control doesn't know what they're doing and they're a bunch of idiots. They don't like that either. So don't do that. Oh, yeah. That all, yeah. I mean, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard they don't love it when oh. we say that on here either. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm historically. Saying yeah. Um, okay. So this might be, we've, we've kind of talked about briefly F1. We've talked about IndyCar a little bit. Um, Let's, if you don't mind, take a step back to 2018. So you're racing in the World Endurance Championship. There's an accident that happens in Spa, I believe, correct? Yeah. And thankfully, I mean, obviously you're here, you're good, you're driving IndyCars full-time this year, but you broke both your legs. So walk us through, I remember seeing you in PitFit um, still in 2018, with two casts on your legs and you were immediately back to working your ass off to try and get back to, to racing and get back in a car. Um, walk us through the highs and lows of that, man. Like, obviously you you know, I imagine your first concern was, am I going to drive a race car again? Most people's first concern is, am I going to walk again? But you know, just, just walk us through that sequence. Yeah. So, um, the, the difficult thing about that one was like in 2018, um, I had only done one Indy car race. So it was Phoenix. Um, and we had done some testing for for coin and stuff and like everything was looking really good we're always like super competitive and i had that dream of going full-time in the car racing i'd seen some some good results and we were building that that momentum and i, I went to go do the the WEC race um the car had an electronic fail failure it turned off so i lost power steering in no rouge um which is a very fast corner car went straight obviously i hit the brakes um but it didn't slow down in time and i remember when i when I crashed, um, the door opened. It was a prototype, so it's close cockpit. The door opened, and uh, I didn't feel anything initially. So, like, I unbuckled and went to go climb out, and uh, that's when I was like, "Jeez, my legs hurt a lot." Uh, so then I looked down, and that's when I saw like my legs were, you know, like those you see those videos of basketball players or UFC when they kick or whatever, and like the bone is both legs like that, like zigzag. And I was like, oh. I was in the car. And it's weird. That's when the pain started to come. Just for 10 seconds, like I unbuckled and I tried to climb out. And then that's when I looked down and I saw it. That's when I was like, like that. And they were and like pointing the, the wrong direction. Like, oh my I, I God. Because I was like. Yeah. And you were conscious this whole time. Conscious the whole time. And that's when the pain uh, started to come. And I remember they took them like 30 minutes to get me out of the car. And they air lifted me, and then when as soon as they lifted my, me from the car, that's when I passed out. I think from the pain, uh, but I got surgery um, that night. And yeah, the first thing in my head was it was more like the coming back to indie car racing because like we were doing like really well, like very competitive in tests with Dale Coin, and I was super excited about it. Um, and the surgeon was like, "No, you only be able to come back, you know, in in eight months." And I was like, no chance, you know, like I, I need to try to come back sooner. So I flew to Indianapolis, uh, Dr. Tremble and my uncle Max actually helped me organize it. Um, I stayed in a motor home uh, in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway throughout the month of May because I was using the medical center for them to do physical therapy on me. Uh, and after the 500 finished, I stayed living inside the IMS um, for a month and a half with my mom. 
in the motorhome and uh, we would go every morning to the medical center and then we would go to Fit Fit uh, just for me to get my upper body ready. Uh, and I the plan was to try to get back to mid-Ohio, which was way too soon for me to get back, but um, I did it anyways. I raced with like a carbon fiber brace and under a lot of painkillers and stuff. Um, but I, I got back, uh, I got back racing, but I couldn't break. Like I had too much pain. So I was breaking at like 60% uh, pressure and stuff. It was back too soon, but still like we, we still had some good results and got like two top 10 finishes and stuff. I think it was good for me to push and, and, and get back. And uh, yeah, but, and that's how, um, that's how I went basically. So what, what was that timeline then from the accident to mid Ohio? How long was that? The two and a half months. Yeah. Okay. So you went from the doctor saying eight months to being back in an Indy car in two and a half months. That's like an Aaron Rodgers type recovery. Yeah. <laughs> it's because the uh, the bone on the the left leg is still wasn't healed. It, it takes a lot of time. So that's why I had to. It was I had to use the brace on the left leg. But that's the breaking leg, which you know how with the Indy car you have to hit it as hard as you can, and it would hurt a lot. So then I had to use you know uh, very big, uh, very small master cylinders. Help me with the braking and the use of painkillers and stuff to to get to get through it, but we did it. It was okay. Old vitamin T, I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old Tordal shots before Tordal, you get in the yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. That's wild. So, is there is there? I assume you've got you know your family's got a pretty good history with the five hundred as well. A uh, bit of a controversial one too. Uh, old Mo trying to switch up the the drink and victory lane there one year, but uh, <laughs> I assume that you know you guys have a great relationship with the 500, and that's got to be something you're excited to get back into. Yeah, for sure, the 500 I think is the you know is the crown jewel of the of the whole championship, and ev- you know every team, every driver is doing everything they can to to get ready for that race. Um, some would say I think winning the 500 is bigger than you know winning the championship sometimes. So. Um, that's the for sure the the most exciting one, but you guys know how it is. You know sometimes uh, it depends a lot on you know um, what what you get there. You know we see some years. You know how the car is. Sometimes you unload and it's fast. Sometimes you unload and it's not fast. Uh, sometimes you have a great A and sometimes you don't. Forget. So you this will be your second five hundred. Yeah, second five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. Cool. Yeah, man. Like it's. Um... It's funny. I'm going into shoot, I guess eight. And it's, um, it's amazing. Cause it's all you think about. I've been thinking about the 500, even though St. Pete's here in, you know, eight weeks, like I've been thinking about the 500 for the past four months. So it is, uh, it's an all consuming one, one that we talk about often, but very cool that you're getting your opportunity to do your second one. And, and, um, also amazing that you're getting your opportunity finally to, uh, to be a full-time IndyCar driver. So that just shows, you know, your persistence and the effort that you've put in. And, and I think your story of your recovery um, after that incident kind of just proves the the type of individual you are. So it'll be, it'll be awesome to, to race against you this year. Thanks, man. It's going to be uh, awesome racing with you too. Are you both in Indianapolis? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. No, James, James is between Indianapolis and islands, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> when Alex isn't traveling around in his own private plane, he you, he keeps his <laughs> private plane in Indy. That's how you know, you know, where he's based. <laughs> All right, but well, hey, look, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, exciting to talk to you. I'm excited to see you and, and call your season uh, with my boys at NBC. I know the fans are excited to learn more about you as a person. Look forward to seeing you in St. Pete, if not before. And thanks so much for coming on. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Finn. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.